everyone, and welcome back to Growing Pains. This is episode six. If you're new here, I'm Olivia Santelli, your host. And this week, we are going to be talking about growing to love our bodies exactly as they are. We're going to talk about body image, finding neutrality, defining positivity, and moving forward with wanting to become more kind to ourselves. This week, my intention is to build off of the topics that we talked about last week. When McKenna was on, we talked a lot about growing into our most fit selves, growing past trauma, how we can learn to embrace and re-love and start habits towards finding movement in our body to achieve a certain look or to achieve a certain goal. This week, I kind of want to break it down a little more and I want to go into the other side of body image, how negative body image can affect our minds how stigmas in society label women and how that causes mental turmoil as we age and as we think about our bodies and when it's changing. And I want to continue to just go through, go through, go through. As you probably just heard, my audio glitched and I lost. Guys, it was the most beautiful 30 minutes of pure stream of consciousness untouched thoughts, like things that I didn't even think I would be speaking about today that I spoke about in this episode, and I just lost it. It's gone. It's poof. I I don't know what happened to it. I thought that it was going to be there when I ended this, and it was not. So I'm going to try to recreate it for you right now, and I really hope that I do just as good of a job this time as I feel like I did last time. (laughs) So... I just, um, if I'm going to be honest, drank a ton of water and ate so much trail mix, it's not even funny. It was just like the first thing that I needed to do. I needed to get up so that I didn't get upset and just shake it off and start over again. So here we go. We're going to go through, without glitching, my personal journey with my body and just bring a little bit more noise to the conversation about body image, about body neutrality. Let's get started with what is body image. The definitive explanation of body image is the psychological perception of our own bodies. This encompasses our thoughts, our words, tones, and emotions that surround how our body looks and how our body feels. This body image can be positive, it can be negative, it can be a balance of both, it could be neutral. But I want to go through my personal body journey with you all and kind of how the lenses have changed. I want to talk about the first time that I ever remember speaking, thinking, and acting negatively towards my body because it was at a lot younger of an age than I really expected. And I kind of want to grow through that journey and tell you how my mindset has changed towards my body, how I've gone up and down through eating, how I've gone up and down through movement, and just my overall image process and life surrounding my body and my body image. Like I just said, from a lot younger of an age than I really hoped to admit, I remember feeling self-conscious about my thighs. And it has always been my thighs that have been the biggest part of my body that I have wanted to always change the most. And I think that it probably started, if I'm dating this back correctly, it was definitely before fifth grade. It was probably between third or fourth grade that the very first time I can physically remember it happening of me thinking and then acting negatively towards my body. And I remember speaking out loud to one of my friends about how big my thighs were and about how I didn't like them. And I remember another day 
a different friend this time. She had been talking about somebody else. Somebody that wasn't really super close to us, but she goes, oh my God, her thighs are so big. And I was like, oh, like mine. And I remember in that moment, for some reason, just like verbalizing those words. And I remember both of those moments really specifically about how I felt and how I spoke about the way my thighs looked. And then moving forward, I don't remember exactly where in elementary school this was, but I know that this habit and this negative action towards my body started sometime in early elementary school. I would look in the mirror and I would grab the back of my thighs and physically like pull pull like the fat from the sides and squeeze it back so that my legs had a bigger thigh gap and like were smaller. And I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, perfect. Like that's how they're supposed to look. If they just look like that, they'll be great. And I, I don't know where this thought came from. I don't know why at that point in my life, I thought that having these tiny little skinny thighs that never touched was the idea of a perfect body. But I'm going to admit to you that that action has carried with me. I'm going to be so honest up until probably a month ago. Maybe, maybe I'll still do it. Maybe I have done it and I haven't recognized it in the last month. But that action towards my body has carried with me from elementary school through now I'm post-grad. And that is how much one small action and how these stigmatized and just these thoughts that start at a young age can affect us for our whole lives and we don't even realize it. And so now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking back about how long I've had that mind loop and how long I've done that action towards my body. And I'm like, whoa, I'm going to need some serious healing around that. Like I said, the first time that I spoke negatively about my body out loud to my friends, it also came from other people speaking negatively about other people's bodies. So it comes subconsciously as a part of society that we pick up from our parents, that our friends pick up from our parents, that we hear our friends' parents talking negatively about their bodies. We hear our parents talking negatively about our bodies from a very young age. And in turn, we begin to repeat those things. We begin to subconsciously believe things and view our bodies in a way that we were not born to view our bodies. I remember my first time dieting. And I think that this was in seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. I don't know if it was any earlier than that. I feel like seventh and eighth grade was the first time, but this is a vivid memory that I have of a specific moment in seventh or eighth grade. And I was a cheerleader in elementary school and we had this pizza party after school one day. And during this time, for some reason, I was on a diet. I'm pretty sure my family was on a diet. So I was like, oh, I should be on a diet. And I remember going to this pizza party and I didn't want to eat any of the pizza because I had already had a protein bar that day and something else. And I wanted to have dinner later or a little bit of food when I got home, but I couldn't go over my 900 calories. 900 calories. Why did I ever think that was healthy? Where did that idea come from? Like, I I can't remember the specifics about it, but I vividly remember this situation. I don't know why or who told me that that was okay for me to be on that kind of diet, but I remember speaking to about it with my friends, and I'm sure that me even speaking about it to them in seventh and eighth grade programmed some kind of negative thought loop about what they're eating. And so I just wanted to share that moment because that was something really big in seventh grade that I remember about my first time dieting. And then from there forward, 
I continued on an up and down spiral of unhealthy eating habits and my body comparison. And I think after seventh and eighth grade it is when my ups and downs really began to take a turn. In high school, I went to a performing arts high school. It was down in the city of Chicago. And I remember that there were a couple of different spectrums that you could be on. I mean, this place had everyone that you could think about. People from the LGBTQ community, people of all races, people of all genders, people of all religions, people from every part of the city. You had creative people, you had people who thought a little bit more seriously, you had literally everyone, which is what I loved so much about this experience was that I was so open and so aware of what the world held after going to that school. And that is what I truly and genuinely love taking away from it. But I do remember there being these spectrums. There's a spectrum of if you were really creative and you were creative and you were open and you were vulnerable and you knew that a creative path was what was meant for you, you were really artsy. Or there was the group that was like, um, I'm just here to have fun. I'm here to try something new. I'm here to have a good time. And I felt as if I, I was somewhere in the middle. Like I wanted to explore this art a little more. I really wanted to take it seriously, but I didn't feel as if I fit in either one of those categories. And that also came for spectrums of bodies I felt like at that school as well. There was a group of my friends who were just genetically very, very skinny. Like could wrap both of their hands around their thighs. And I'm not saying anything is bad about that at all. They are genetically skinny and I am sure that their body stories are just as serious and I'm sure that their journey with loving their body has been an issue for them or maybe it hasn't and you know and I'm so proud of you but I'm just saying from my personal experience I was never able to do that and I'm still not able to do that and I'm okay with that but I remember just these genetically skinny friends that I had and I wanted to be a model so bad and so I wanted that to be my body but then there was also this other spectrum of people who were curvy like they had it they, they fit, you know, the curvy cultural stereotype. And I felt like I, I wasn't curvy enough to fit the curvy group and I wasn't skinny enough to fit the skinny group. And I really didn't know where my body landed in that spectrum of different sides. I don't mean for this to be something negative towards anyone's body at all. I'm just saying in my personal experience, I remember in high school feeling as if I never, I didn't fit in when it came to body image, when it came to looks. And I felt like I was kind of stuck in the middle of a spectrum in a lot of ways in that high school experience. And so going through high school, I also played sports. I played hockey. So I think that there was a lot of contradiction between how I wanted my body to look, like that really skinny model look, versus how I was treating my body. I was playing hockey, so like I was bulking up a little bit. Not bulking up, but just gaining a little bit more muscle because I played sports. And so I went through high school on a bunch of different paths of going in and out of restrictive and binge eating habits, like very restrictive to very binge, to diets, to excessive pressure on exercise. And I really went up and down and up and down through this whole process of even like never wanting to take care of my body again because it was so much work because I hated thinking about it to I'm going to start today and I'm never going to stop. I'm going to do a workout every single day. I'm going to eat the healthiest things that I can. It was really all or nothing mindset in high school that went up and down and created unhealthy habits towards my eating, towards my exercise, 
kind of towards my body just in general because I had this goal of a specific image that I I didn't create a plan or didn't see attainable in my life. And so I fell into unhealthy habits to try to obtain it. And so I was now going into college at the end of high school. At that point, I, I was in a comfortable place with my body. I had been modeling, but I didn't feel as, I mean, I wasn't entirely comfortable with my body, but I had been modeling and I was comfortable in the place that I was in. I get to college and I unconsciously start gaining weight. It was probably partially from the dorm food that was not really that good for me. It was probably partially from the binge drinking, the drinking every weekend, the drinking on weekdays. It was probably partially from not knowing the exercises that I should be properly doing, going to the gym, but not actually pushing myself, just like kind of going on the bike, doing some free weights, not having a good plan about how I should be taking care of my body. It was also partially from being in a toxic relationship and constantly having negative thoughts and negative words said to me about my body and about who I was that made me not want to really care about it. Also just from eating bad foods with him or this or that. And so I think it was kind of a culmination of all those things that wound up having me gain between 10 and 15 pounds. And I remember very specifically my freshman year, this one experience where I hadn't had a good eating day. And I, I stepped on the scale for some reason. We had a scale in our freshman bathroom, which was probably not the best idea. But I stepped on the scale one day and I hit a weight that I, I never thought that I wanted to hit. I, have, I never wanted to hit this weight. I was scared of it. I, I held a lot of emotion around this weight for some reason. And by no means is it an abnormal weight for a human being. By no means. But in my mind, it was like end all be all. It could not happen. And I was laying in bed this night in my dorm room and I could not stop thinking about my body. I could not stop thinking about what I was eating. I could not stop thinking about how I'd been treating it. I, my mind was on this negative loop of, oh my God, you're fat, you're gross, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to put these thoughts or words in anybody's head, so I don't want to repeat them. But it was in this negative mind loop all about my weight. And so, mind you, I was on the 12th floor of my dorm room. 12 floors of this dorm building and I got up out of bed and I ran stairs for the next 30 minutes. I I physically got out of bed, ran up and down the 12 flights of stairs, I don't know how many times, I don't remember, until I went to bed. And now let me say two things about this. One, this was an unhealthy way to take care of it because I went in with the wrong mindset. I went in with the mindset of, I need to burn all the calories I ate today. If I don't do that, I'm going to keep getting bigger and I can't let my body do this, blah, 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 blah. And so I went in with the wrong mindset towards why I was doing it. However, I actively made the choice to get up out of my bed, move my body and do something instead of just sitting there and thinking and overthinking and beating myself up about it. I actively got up and did something about it. Now, if I would have come at that with a healthier mindset and it wasn't like three in the morning and I didn't, you know, have to go run stairs at my dorm room, it probably would have been not a bad way to cope with my overthinking. However, since I went in with such an unhealthy mindset towards it, it sits and it resonates in my head for some reason about the place that I was at with my body at that point. And now for the next few years between freshman and sophomore year, 
I was still up and down on those paths. I moved into a sorority house my sophomore year. There's a whole bunch of random freaking trauma that comes from that. That's a whole nother story. But in college, I still continue to go up and down on this, these habits of drinking and improperly eating and this unhealthy relationship. And then the pandemic hit. And I've talked to you guys before about how the pandemic has helped my mental health, how it allowed me to look inward and connect deeper with myself. But it also helped me to heal my body and to find a comfortable place with my mind and my body connected together. So the end of my sophomore year, we're sent home. And a couple months before we get sent home from COVID, I found this place in East Lansing. I found a place in Lansing that felt like my home away from home. And I had been looking and searching so hard for somewhere that felt comfortable for me in this in East Lansing while I was at school. And I finally found this gym. It's called Empower Lansing. Brian, if you're listening to this, I miss you so much. Thank you so much for giving me my home away from home and for being a mentor and guiding me through this journey and for allowing me to get to the place that I am today because you and your gym were such a safe place for me to now get to the place that I am. So if you're listening, love you guys, miss you guys. Let me get back on the topic. I found this place and I was going to box a couple days a week. It was just something that I really loved. I don't think I really saw a lot of changes in my body necessarily, but I just wanted to try something new and I had really enjoyed going there. So I I had been going there for some of my sophomore year. The pandemic hit and I had to come home. And so I bought a boxing bag for my basement at my house. And that forced me to form the habit of going downstairs, getting out of my room. And whether I punched the bag for 30 minutes to release all my anger, because I loved boxing for the reason of one, getting to like punch the heck out of something. And two, because it just like, I got to move my body. It was a high energy form of movement that I really enjoyed. Maybe it's from my brothers beating on me and me beating on my brothers that I loved it so much. But boxing became a good way for me to move something that I loved and just something that got me out of the house at school and then out of my room during the pandemic. So during the pandemic, I built that habit of just going down in the basement, working out. Sometimes I added weights to it. I did what felt good during the time because I had the boxing bag there and never was my intention specifically to lose weight during the pandemic. It was just to try to get healthy, to stay moving, to make sure that I was using that time to focus on myself and focus on what made me feel good. And so I did lose a lot of weight, probably also because I was regularly eating without pressure. It was just me and my family. We, we weren't restrictive. We, nobody was dieting. We weren't excessively eating. We found a healthy, regular place with eating. I wasn't drinking alcohol, especially not as much as I was when I was in college and I was spending more time alone. All of these things together just created a healthy environment for me to understand what it should be like for my body and for my head and for the, that connection to happen. And so through the pandemic, I was at a, I was at a good place. When it was time to go back to school, I felt as if I was in a healthy place with my mind. I felt as if I was in a healthy place with my body. And I, I had genuinely felt good about where I had been and where I was in my life, surrounding my entire image at that point in my life. And so I go back to school. It's 2021 at this point, And I decide that I want to compete for Miss Michigan. I'm ready to take the steps. I'm ready to keep going after my dreams. And so I talked to my trainer, Brian, from Empower, and I asked him if he would start personal training 
with me once a week on top of me taking classes there. So I was, I was going to the gym for classes probably three or four times a week and I was personal training with him once a week. I was going hardcore when it came to toning up for this pageant. I was also taking different kinds of supplements and things that would help me burn a little bit of fat or this or that. But the goal in mind was to tone up. I never restricted my eating during this time, but I did focus very heavily on exercise. Now, while I was working out and while I was going really hard, I got I got pretty ripped. Like if I do say so myself, like I don't think I ever seen myself have a six pack before and I fully had a six pack during that time. And I mean, I felt great too. I wasn't restricting my eating. I was at a good place with the intention of having a goal for the look of my body, right? And so the pageant happens. I get second place. My heart breaks a little. I fall off the wagon of exercising. I still exercise because it's still good for my health. I I still have the habit of it, but I'm just not going as hardcore. My schedule got busy. School started again, this and that. So my body changed naturally. I still, you know, am toned. I still have muscle, but I'm just not as ripped and as toned as I was when I was in pageant mode and that's okay. And I have finally, between this point of the end of the pageant and where I am now, this is kind of the time that I've been using to adapt my mindset to become healthier and to find those waves of positivity and neutrality, which we're going to get into next. But after the pageant, my body changed. And then, you know, I stayed working out. I stayed on all my good habits. And now recently I've been starting to take Pilates teaching training. I've been starting to do Pilates a lot more consistently in my life. And my body is changing again. I'm finding alignment in my body. I'm finding strength through through small movements. I'm really changing the way that I've exercised before and I'm loving it, but I'm also finding a place where I can consciously observe my thoughts about my body. And I'm still not perfect. I'm still not perfect at all. This week, I had said something about my body with one of my friends around, about me not feeling good about it. And in the moment, it just kind of came out of my mouth. I was just saying what I was thinking. And after the fact, I took a step back and I was like, I should not have said that. The words that I just said both were negative, one, about my body, and two, could hurt, hurtful, be hurtful to my friend. They could affect the way that she's thinking about her body. She, they could affect the way that she's viewing my thoughts towards her body. And I should not have said the words that I said about myself around her because my words and my actions influence others. And so when I say I'm not perfect, I'm still not perfect. But I had that moment where I took a step back and I said, I shouldn't have done that. My words can affect myself and my words can affect others. Let's continue to just observe and notice when these things are coming up. And next time, think a little bit deeper before speaking. So by no means do we have to be perfect. And by no means is this journey meant for perfection. But through the ups and through the downs, we come to this place of being able to be consciously notice what we're thinking about instead of allowing it to just continuously spiral. This pushes me in to wanting to talk about body positivity and body neutrality. I just spoke a lot about my body journey. So let's take a second (laughs) and maybe everybody take a sip of water. Let's talk about body positivity. Body positivity is an inclusive movement that focuses on loving your body no matter what it looks like. It's the practice of positive affirmations in the mirror, even when you're not feeling great about your appearance. It's the direct action of trying to choose kind thoughts over cruel thoughts, even when your body 
is at its best or even when it's not at its best. Body positivity is meant to promote self-love and self-esteem associated around your appearance. There has been some backlash on the body positivity movement over social media because of the lack of diverse voices speaking about body positivity. And it can apply to everyone. Everybody can make the decision to think a little bit more positively about their body. However, it also focuses very heavily on appearance. And that can be hard for people. It's hard for me. And I want to put out a reminder and a note that I am coming at this topic from the probably most washed perspective that there is. I'm a white, average weight girl. I will never know the perspective of another demographic affected by the societal lack of acceptance towards their bodies. I will never be able to relate to somebody whose body is disabled, to the BIPOC community, to the LGBTQ community. And I want to make note and put in this episode that every single one of your bodies is worthy. And just because my journey is not exactly the same as yours, we might have some similarities. And I would just promote us all to think a little bit more deeply about the other people in our lives and about everybody's story. And that's why this is so important. That's why speaking and just joining the conversation, no matter who you are, is so important. Because maybe my entire story doesn't relate to everybody, but maybe one or two things do. And maybe those one or two things empower you enough to feel confident to talk about your story with your friends. And maybe you can raise a conversation with your friends and then they feel better and one of them shares their stories. The more stories, the more we're talking about this, the more that we become comfortable and there's more connection and empathy between one another about our bodies as we grow forward. And that is my goal behind all of this. Now, let's jump into body neutrality. Body neutrality is a focus on the function of your body rather than the appearance of your body. Body neutrality can be looking in the mirror and thanking your arms, thanking your legs, thanking your stomach, your throat for the ability to live, for the ability to breathe, for the ability to move. Body neutrality takes the pressure off of always having to feel good or to force a good feeling onto our bodies when it doesn't. Body neutrality allows us to have that healthy conversation with our body on days when the chatter is getting too loud or when you need to find the good because your thoughts are overflowing, they're getting too loud. And I think that there's a good healthy balance between both positivity and neutrality. When we're thinking about creating a healthy relationship with the way our body looks and the way our body feels, you need to take into consideration both the good and the bad days. And it's important on days that we're loving our body when it feels natural to be good and it feels natural to spew healthy, happy, fire thoughts about your body because you're just rocking it today, that you should do that. If it feels good and it feels natural, hype yourself up in the mirror, okay? (laughs) Feed your mind with those positive words, with those positive affirmations. Let yourself really rein in on the days that it feels good because you deserve it. You're a baddie. Probably. (laughs) So look in the mirror. Embrace it when it feels right. That will also help you in turn boost up your self-esteem. The more you feed your body and your mind with positive things, the more you're going to consistently feel good about yourself. And it's okay to not have good days, but on those days that you are feeling good, 
really embrace it, really push it to the tens. But then on the days that it's hard to think kind things about yourself, remind yourself that you can respect your body without having to love every single thing about it. The fact that you can just even respect your body and understand that you need food, you need nourishment, maybe you need a shower, maybe you need to stretch, maybe you can do one thing to make your body feel respected and loved, even if you do not love everything about it. Choosing to nourish and take care of yourself, even on the days that you don't feel good, makes it less about your appearance and more about allowing yourself to continue to have those happy, healthy thoughts and happy, healthy moments that come from being able to just genuinely use our bodies no matter what they look like. And that is a great mindset to adopt when you're in a hard place. Choosing to just do one thing for yourself on the days that are hard will help you just move past them slowly, slowly, slowly. And it's okay if they never go away. But creating a healthy mindset and a healthy routine around the days that it's not so good is the goal of it all. I want you to know before we move into the next section about taking action and what we can do to get out of our heads and into our bodies, how we can alter our thoughts and kind of remove negative loop mind loops. I want you to know that your body does not and it will never define your worth, your purpose or your inner self. Your appearance will change as you grow. Your body will change. Your lenses on how you view your body will change just as mine had on my journey. But accept the fact that punishing your body will never make you feel any better about it. It will never change the way that you look in that moment. So choosing to alter the way that you are viewing your body, the way that you are speaking to yourself, and even just observing it, is a great place to start. Remind yourself that your body does not define your worth, does not define who you are. It will never define who you are. We're looking to find smaller, simpler moments of acceptance on this journey of growth towards loving our bodies just as they are. Now, how do we take action, right? That's the goal of this all. How do we take action when we want to start choosing to think and speak kindly towards our bodies. Big things that help me are getting out of my head and getting into my body. Examples of this, stretching. Oh my God. <laughs> Just thinking about stretching stretching makes me happy. I love a good stretch. Going for a walk, doing a quick workout. Just move your body a little bit. It helps you get out of your head. You can put on a podcast. You can just put on some music. Do a little bit of movement for your body kind of clear out those thoughts and allow yourself to just feel your muscles, feel your body, use your body. Another big one that helps me get out of my head and into my body, showering. Get in the shower. Imagine that water is washing away all of those negative thoughts. It's washing away all of your baggage, all of the heaviness, and you're going to walk out refreshed. That's what you have to tell yourself. I'm going to clean all this off. I'm going to walk out refreshed with a new mindset just ready to move forward from the place that I was in prior to the shower. Change into a comfy, not restricting outfit. Put some lotion on your body after that shower. Put on your best sweatpants ever. I wear the same pair of sweatpants. Paige, thank you so much for letting me steal these from you. I'm wearing them right now. I put on my favorite pair of sweatpants. 
they're just the perfect thing to make me feel comfortable in my body. And I mean, that's all I have to say about them. They're great. Finally, getting out of your head and into your body, put those headphones on, blast the music and dance. Something, honestly, I'm going <laughs> to, this might be a little embarrassing, y'all. <laughs> During the pandemic, when I was going through trying to create healthy things for my mind and my body, I would blast my music in my headphones and I would dance. I would quite literally dance in my mirror. Okay. I don't care how cheesy or how embarrassing that even is. I'll admit it a hundred times. I loved it. It made me so happy. I just got to jam out and like groove to the music and it was the best thing that I could have done for myself in those moments. So try it out. Don't let yourself be embarrassed. Just put on your favorite tunes, jam it out a little, quiet the thoughts, get into your body. Now you can also choose to try to be conscious of and change your thoughts. In these moments, you can make a list of five things that make you feel good about your body. A favorite outfit that you put on and you're like, body yaddy yaddy yaddy, yeah, that's my body. Or maybe it's your strength. Maybe you, the strength that you have in your body and the ability that you have makes you feel really good about it. Or the ability to touch your toes, literally anything. Make a list of five things that make you feel good about your body. It could be like the way your toes look. I don't really care. But just make a list, list them out, and every single time that you're in a place that you want to change the things that you're thinking about yourself, write them down. Just make a quick little list. Another one, when you're looking in the mirror, this is is one that I actually found while I was doing a little bit of research. This isn't one that I've personally done, but I'm going to start doing it because of how much I loved it when I read about it. These other ones I've done before. This one, I'm going to start doing. It says when you're looking in the mirror and you're having negative thoughts, take a step back, like physically step three more feet away from the mirror and look at the whole picture. A lot of the time when we get up close to the mirror, we're focusing on these small parts of our bodies, right? And we're like pinching them or or something of that sort, thinking negatively about this one specific spot. Take three steps back, do a circle, take in the whole picture of your body, say one kind thing about the entire thing respect the whole picture rather than focusing on a small area. Or another way that could help you alter your thoughts, just reach out to a friend, chat about your day, allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to talk to others about it. Here's me telling as many people as wanna listen to this, maybe nobody wants to listen to it and that's fine and all my secrets will be kept to myself, probably for the best, but say that a lot of people are listening to this, you all now know my journey with my body and strange things that I do about, you know, uplifting my mood. (laughs) Reach out to a friend, allow yourself to be vulnerable, talk about it, connect to somebody else who might understand you a little bit because it truly does make your thoughts and make your mind feel better. I mean, why not re-listen to this episode? We can chat again, who cares? Listen to this episode as many times as you need if you're feeling negative about the way that you're looking or feeling. And then finally, something really big, remove the constant negative mind loop triggers from your life. Unfollow that person on social media who whenever you see their pictures pop up makes you overthink the way you look, makes you overthink what you're eating, makes you overthink how your body feels. It's okay, it's not their fault that they look that way. It's not their fault in any way, shape, or form that their content makes you feel that way, 
but it is better for you and it is better for your mental health to just release it. If it's not adding value to your life, it is okay to let them go and to be like, thank you. I think you're a really cool person, but personally, I cannot take this content in without hurting my own mindset. The next one of removing these negative mind loops, be conscious of the food and the movement that makes you feel good. As you're going through your day, maybe some specific food or a specific movement that you did or a specific hobby or activity made you feel really good. Take note of it. Remove the things and the movements that do not feel good. And finally, in this negative mind loop category, donate the clothes that don't fit correctly. If they're not comfortable, if when you put them on, it makes you feel like you're suffocating, like you can't breathe, like you wish you were something different, donate it, my friend. Let's go to Goodwill. Let's go to the thrift store. Let's buy some new things that are going to make us pop off. You don't need to keep everything in your closet. And I understand, I personally believe that you can build a sustainable closet by continuing to like keep it. But if it doesn't fit, don't hold on to it. You don't need it. You don't need to keep it. You can get rid of it and you can just let it go. doesn't matter that they're your favorite jeans. You'll find new favorite jeans. I promise. Ones that probably look even better. Period. (laughs) All in all, just to wrap up kind of the entire episode that we've really gone through here, I just want you to know that it is your body and you are free to do what you want, what you think, and what you feel with it. Find what works best for you. Keep exploring new activities, new hobbies, new mindfulness methods. Just keep exploring when it comes to what makes you feel good, what makes you feel as if you're loving yourself and you're accepting yourself. And understand that on the bad days, it's okay. Everybody's going through it. I'm sure that the next girl that you ask is going to have something to relate to you about this topic on. And I want you to know that you're not in it alone because I'm also in it with you. And maybe my story sounds absolutely nothing like what your story sounds like, and that is okay. But the fact that each of us has a story about our body and about the way we think and look at our body is enough to know that there are other people in this journey with us. Thank you guys times a million for listening to the end of this episode and for giving it a chance. I I want to be here on this growth journey with you, and I want you to know that on my ups and downs of thinking and talking and everything that has had to do with my body, there are still things that I probably have not even scratched the surface about. There are probably deeper things that I don't even know are living in my subconscious mind, and I'm going to have to keep exploring that. So on your journey, if you ever need somebody to talk to, if you ever want somebody to relate to, my DMs are always open. They're always safe. They are always non-biased, and I will never share anything that you and I talk about unless you choose for me to want to do that. So I want you to know that if you want somebody to chat with, hit my DMs. I'm always here, I'm always available. Also, like you always, like I always say, we're gonna do this right at the end of the episode because we're coming to a close here. Take a look in the mirror, come on. If you're on your walk past like a neighbor's house and look in the window, see your reflection, look in the rear view mirror if you're driving, Really quickly, don't take your eyes off the road for too long and say, I love you. (laughs) 
I'm doing it with you guys right now. I'm saying, Olivia, I love you. And it feels good. Today, it feels really good. Some days it feels a little awkward, but today it feels good. I'm going to take a big sip of water the minute I shut off this microphone. <laughs> and I want you guys to know that I truly do love you. And if that's worth anything, it's worth sticking around for. It's worth putting in the work to grow for. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. I hope that this episode helped or resonated in some way. Chat with you all soon. Love you so much. XOXO. Okay, bye.